Welcome to the A Light in the Darkness podcast. I'm Carly Robison. I'm a lover of life, an eternal optimist, a mother of four, and a daughter of God. Just like everyone else, I've had some difficult challenges to face in my life. Throughout these trials, I've had successes and failures while trying to maintain a positive attitude, using them to help me become better instead of bitter. Now I want to share what I've learned with you, hoping to make your hard times a little easier. This podcast is to help those of us facing times of darkness and trial find ways to let the light in. Hey guys, welcome to season two of the Light in the Darkness podcast. I am so excited to be here. I can't believe that the time has finally come. Um, It feels really, really exciting and also really, really scary because I haven't sat here and talked in a very long time. Um, I feel out of practice. Also, I do try to have guests on with me on the podcast to um, share their stories of finding the light in their own dark times. And I love being able to talk with them and learn from them. But for this first episode, I just kind of wanted to sit down and fill you guys in on just a little bit about what has been going on um, through this time. I mean, I really only intended to take maybe a month or two off as I dealt with some things, um, really difficult things in my family. Um, but it just kind of ended up that this is how long it needed to be. And it's almost been a year and I can't believe it, but I'm so very thankful for all of you who have still continued to support me and, um, listen to the podcasts and ask me, um, when, We are going to be having new episodes. So just to kind of fill you in a little bit, for those of you who don't follow me on Facebook or Instagram, if you want to, you can. Um, I'm found at A Light in the Darkness on both um, social media pages. But for those of you who don't follow me, um, you might not have seen, but I... (sighs) ended up losing, um, all of my blog posts and all of my content on my website. I, as I was dealing with these difficult family things, I just accidentally let, um, my ownership of carlyrobison.org expire. And once I realized it, I quickly was able to purchase it again. But unfortunately I did not have any of my blog posts or, Um, any of my website really backed up. And luckily I still had all of my podcasts because they are hosted on Podbean, a different platform. But um, that was really heartbreaking. And I didn't know quite how to get back into things and how to figure out where to start from. Um, For those of you who are new to the podcast, I just kind of wanted to fill you in on where a light in the darkness came from. About 11 years ago, I developed some pretty severe health challenges. I started um, just having 
allergic reactions to things that I was eating. And over time, I eventually learned that I had developed a very severe allergy to all nuts and peanuts um, as an adult. It's not something that is very common, although um, a lot more adults are developing nut allergies lately. And so that's something that they are studying, trying to figure out why that's happening. Um, But along with this nut allergy, um, about six months later, I ended up developing a very severe and very sensitive airborne allergy to peanuts. It drastically changed my life and the lives of those around me. And it got so bad that I was reacting even through a mask when I would go to my kids' schools, when I would go to movies, when I was on an airplane, even eventually when I would go to church or the temple. And over the next couple of years, I ended up essentially being homebound and Um, my life for the past 11 years has been a lot like pandemic lifestyle. Um, There were a few places that I felt were safer, but I would always have to wear an N95 mask to protect myself. And that only would protect me from airborne peanuts if I then removed myself from the situation. Um, But if I sat in the recirculated air or sat next to somebody eating the peanuts, I would still have an allergic reaction. Each of my allergic reactions were pretty severe. Um, They all closed off my airways. And so in order to help keep myself safe and alive, um, I just started having to cut out the places where I was reacting the most. And as you can imagine, that was a a big deal. Um, At the time, my youngest child was probably five and my oldest child was maybe 12. And um, I ended up not being able to go to dance concerts and music recitals and school plays. And I ended up having to take a lot of Benadryl and because of that would be sleeping a lot of the time or recovering at home from a reaction. During that time, I prayed to Heavenly Father and I asked him to help me find something to focus on because I could feel myself being surrounded by hopelessness. I could feel myself being surrounded by darkness. And at that time, Heavenly Father taught me lessons that I will be forever grateful for, of how to keep myself in a better place, of how to let the light back into my life. And that's when I started my original blog, um, A Light in the Darkness kind of writing different posts every time that Heavenly Father would teach me something different about how to get through this difficult trial in my life. One of the biggest things that I would ask him is if I could be healed. I would constantly pray, please help me find 
the the medicine, the doctor, the different health supplement or regiment or anything that could help me to be healed so that I could get back to a normal life, so that I could be there for my family in the way that I wanted to be and I felt like I needed to be. And after a while, one of the most powerful lessons that he ever taught me was that I needed to have the faith to not be healed. I was recently reading a talk by Elder Donald Halstrom, and the talk's called, Has the Day of Miracles Ceased? He said, My limited knowledge cannot explain why sometimes there's divine intervention and other times there's not. But perhaps we lack an understanding of what constitutes a miracle. Often we describe a miracle as being healed without a full explanation by medical science or as avoiding catastrophic, catastrophic danger by heeding a clear prompting. However, defining a miracle as a beneficial event brought about through divine power that mortals do not understand gives an expanded perspective into matters more eternal in nature. This definition also allows us to contemplate the vital role of faith in the receipt of a miracle. Moroni taught, neither at any time hath any wrought miracles until after their faith. Ammon proclaimed, God has provided a means that man through faith might work mighty miracles. The Lord revealed to Joseph Smith, for I am God and I will show miracles unto all those who believe on my name. Similarly, Elder David A. Bednar once asked a man who had requested a priesthood blessing, If it is the will of our Heavenly Father that you are transferred by death in your youth to the spirit world to continue your ministry, do you have the faith to submit to His will and not be healed? Elder Hallstrom continued, Do we have the faith not to be healed from our earthly afflictions so that we might be healed eternally? A critical question to ponder is where do we place our faith? Is our faith focused on simply wanting to be relieved of pain and suffering, or is it firmly centered on God the Father and His holy plan and in Jesus the Christ and in His atonement? Faith in the Father and the Son allows us to understand and accept their will as we prepare for eternity. As I've gone through my trial with my health the past 11 years, I have tried to develop that faith to not be healed. I have tried to focus on the things that Heavenly Father was teaching me. And throughout that time, He asked me to share the things that He was teaching me with other people. And honestly, that's been one of the biggest blessings about going through this trial, and quite honestly, any trial that I've been through in my life. I am so grateful that I am able to share my experiences with other people, hoping that the things that I have learned and been taught can help people with their trials the same way they've helped me with mine. So 11 years have passed and I've done things I never thought I could. 
I've learned lessons I never imagined I would learn. I've been able to see life in a completely different way than I ever would have before. I want you guys all to think about quarantine. Think about, think back to 2020. And I know that every place in the world kind of experienced things a little bit differently. Um, I live in Utah and there was one time right at the beginning of the pandemic when our governor decided that we needed to have two weeks of home isolation and he asked us to shut down businesses. He asked us to shut down schools. He asked us to stay in our homes and quarantine by ourselves, hoping that by doing so we could protect ourselves and others and help make this pandemic go away. But then time just has kept ticking by and the pandemic has still been going on. And we got to a different kind of normal where everybody was wearing masks. We got to a point where my kids were able to go back to school, but there were no in-person concerts. And instead of having everybody come and watch them, um, they would just broadcast them over Zoom or um, some other program. And all of these different things that changed in our lives and adapted over the past year. That's how my life has been for the past 11 years. And I was able to adapt. And even though it was difficult for me to not participate in so many things, I was able to have friends send me videos or FaceTime me. I was able to get creative in the different ways that I could still show my family that I loved and supported them as they participated in their different events. And there were a few times like my daughter's wedding where I did everything I could to keep it safe and keep me safe. And I just went with a prayer in my heart, hoping that I would be able to stay as long as possible. And I saw a miracle on that day because I was able to stay the whole time, which we never thought would have happened. I'm so grateful for those things that I was able to learn, just like I know a lot of us are grateful for the lessons that we've been able to learn throughout this pandemic. A lot of times people get to the other side of the tr a trial and, and they look back on it and they say that they're grateful that they went through a trial. There are a lot of trials that I'm not sure I can say that for. And for many, many, many years, I never thought that I would be at a place that I would be grateful for this trial of my health. But I can honestly say that I am. I'm grateful for the lessons that I've been taught. I'm grateful for the lessons that my family has been taught. I'm grateful for the level of empathy that my children have for people who suffer 
because of the things they've experienced in their life. One of the things that we've been dealing with as a family this past year is one of our um, loved ones is facing pretty severe mental health challenges and has been in and out of the hospital. For those of you who have been listening to um, the podcast for a while, you might know of my experiences with my sister. And if you haven't listened to that episode, I definitely recommend you. I'll put it in the show notes because um, I learned a lot from her and I'm so grateful for her and the things, my sister Brooke and the things that she taught me. Um, But that was a very, very traumatic thing to face in my life, dealing with my sister and her mental health challenges and ultimately her death um, by suicide when she was 29 years old. So understandably, having a family member that is struggling with these same types of mental health issues, it has brought up a lot of trauma for me. And I wanted to be able to support my family member in the best way that I could. And I knew that I needed to work on some healing from the trauma of my sister in order to be able to do so. So I started seeing my therapist again um, with the hope that we could heal some of this trauma. My therapist, her name is Laura Woodruff, and she also has been on a podcast episode, and I will link it in the show notes, but she has been trained in a procedure called EMDR. And I'm not going to go into it a ton on this podcast. Um, I'm planning on also writing up a blog post in the next couple of weeks. And so I'll put more information specifically about EMDR um, in in the blog post. But essentially what it is, is they have found, um, scientists have found through studying the brain that when people go through traumatic events in their life, um, the brain actually creates a neurological pathway between when you see or hear or think about the traumatic experience and physical manifestations in your body. So your heart can race, you can feel fear, you can feel anxious, you can feel angry, different things like that. And through this process of EMDR, they have learned to create new neural pathways so that when you are exposed to a trigger from your traumatic event, that your brain, instead of going to those places of fear and pain, it can go to a different neurological pathway where they can still remember the things that you've been through, but it doesn't harm you as much physically. And as I began this process of EMDR, trying to kind of heal from the trauma of my experiences with my sister, my therapist, who has been doing this for a while, mentioned that I am, she has never seen somebody hold on to the memories and the trauma as physically as I do. Every time we were trying to 
follow a neuro pathway, I would feel so sick to my stomach. I would feel severe pains in my chest and my heart. And I, it got to the point where I couldn't talk and I couldn't breathe. And as we went through this process, I began to realize that my allergies started just a year after my sister had passed away. And as we healed my heart and brain from the trauma of what I experienced with my sister, I began to notice physical changes. I haven't been having reactions, hardly at all, allergic reactions in the past two years. And I know that COVID played a big part in it. And everybody was wearing masks. People weren't eating when they were out and about. And so I know that that's a big part of why I wasn't having the reactions. And I do feel like that gave my body an opportunity to heal. But I also believe now that my allergies have been a trauma response from the experiences of grieving my sister. And over the next few months, I realized that I was being healed. I realized that I was getting my miracle that I had prayed for for years and years. So a couple months into it, I decided that I was going to start trying to go places that I hadn't been before. And I've really missed church. And so I decided to start going back to church. And at first I wore my mask and was very, very careful to not sit close to people and talk to people. And I just tried really hard to have a very scientific experiment and, you know, control all of the variables and things. And I went to church for a good month and I didn't have a reaction. And it had been at least eight years since I had walked into a church building without having an allergic reaction. So then I started going to church without my mask on. And I started to get more brave and go to different grocery stores that I haven't been to in a long time because I would tend to have allergic reactions at them or go inside people's houses, which I haven't done in years. And I just slowly started doing the things that I used to not be able to do because I would have a reaction every time. And I didn't have any reaction. And one night I, I prayed and I said, Heavenly Father, I'm so grateful if this is finally going to happen. I, I had the faith to not be healed. And I went about my life learning the lessons that he would have me learn and sharing the things that he would have me share. But if it was his will, please help me to know how far to take it because I didn't want to be 
reckless with my health and especially for my family as we are going through just so many different trials and hard things this past year and I just felt so strongly that my miracle had come so for my final test I had my kids go to a park and I got them Snickers and Reese's and all of the different peanut things that they have not been able to eat (laughs) because if they ate them, then I would have an allergic reaction. And so we kind of had this peanut party at a park and I sat near them and they just ate and I breathed in all of the peanut air (laughs) and I didn't have a reaction. And then they got in the car with me in an enclosed area and we drove home and I didn't have a reaction. My life has been opened up and it feels weird and it feels strange. And I went to a wedding reception and I totally forgot to change my shoes and I was wearing flip-flops because I'm just out of practice, of being in real life. But I'm so grateful. I'm grateful that I can go to church again. I'm grateful that I've been able to go to the temple again. I'm grateful that I can sit in sacrament meeting and renew my covenants. I'm grateful that I can go to movies with my kids and I haven't tried flying on an airplane yet, but that's coming. (laughs) I can go places again with them. I can live life. I'm grateful that I can support them at their various band concerts and cosmetology school fashion shows. I can't believe that my miracle came. A couple months after I started going all of the different places, one of my children got a little quiet and they said, does this mean that if you would have done this 11 years ago, that we all could have had a normal life, that you could have come to all of our school things and church things, and we could have been together so much more. Oh, that was a hard question to hear, but it's definitely one that I've thought about, right? (laughs) How could you not? As time has gone on, and I have really pondered that I don't believe that it would have been any different. I know that Heavenly Father asked me to go through this trial for a purpose. And like I said, I know that I've learned so many lessons that I never would have learned otherwise. And while I do, with all of my heart, wish that I could have participated in life differently the past 11 years... I am very grateful for the things that I've gotten 
in return and that my children have gotten in return. And I feel like Heavenly Father needed to see my faith before the miracle. I feel like now is the right time and that it wouldn't have been right 11 years ago. Elder D. Todd Christofferson explained it really well. Um, he was talking about something that he'd learned from his own trials. He said, Though I suffered then, as I look back now, I'm grateful that there was not a quick solution to my problem. The fact that I was forced to turn to God for help almost daily over an extended period of years taught me truly how to pray and how to get answers to prayer and taught me in a very practical way to have faith in God. I came to know my Savior and my Heavenly Father in a way and to a degree that might not have happened otherwise or that might have taken me much longer to achieve. I learned to trust in the Lord with all my heart. I learned to walk with him day by day. Peter described these experiences as much more precious than gold. Moroni added that a witness follows the trial of your faith. Heavenly Father is a God of miracles. I challenge you to look for miracles in your own lives. Moroni chapter 7, verses 35 to 37 say, And now, my beloved brethren, if this be the case, that these things are true which I have spoken unto you, and God will show unto you with power and great glory at the last day, that they are true. And if they are true, has the day of miracles ceased? Or have angels ceased to appear unto the children of men? Or has he withheld the power of the Holy Ghost from them? Or will he, so long as time shall last, or the earth shall stand, or there shall be one man upon the face thereof to be saved? Behold, I say unto you, Nay, for it is by faith that miracles are wrought, and it is by faith that angels appear and minister unto men. Wherefore, if these things have ceased, woe be unto the children of men, for it is because of unbelief and all is vain. So I had my miracle. I had my miracle 11 years ago when Heavenly Father told me that I needed to have faith to not be healed. I had my miracle as I was able to be creative and learn different ways to strengthen my testimony and to participate in life and show my family of my love from my home essentially, because I wasn't able to leave for most of the time. And I'm still showing faith in this miracle because he has healed me. I'm still allergic to nuts. <laughs> that didn't go away. Dang it. I really miss Chinese food. <laughs> so I'm still allergic when I eat. But I can go and do and I'm going to use this miracle for good. 
You better believe it. I'm going to use this miracle to help others and serve others because I am so grateful for the help and service I've been given over the past 11 years. In the April 2021 conference, Elder Rasband gave an awesome talk and the whole thing is wonderful, but I just wanted to read a little quote, a long quote <laughs> to end. He said, miracle signs and wonders abound among followers of Jesus Christ today in your lives and in mine. Miracles are divine acts manifestations and expressions of God's limitless power and an affirmation that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus Christ, who created the seas, can calm them. He who gave sight to the blind can lift our sights to heaven. He who cleansed the lepers can mend our infirmities. He who healed the impotent man can call for us to rise up with, come follow me. He continued to say, many of you have witnessed miracles more than you realize. They may seem small in comparison to Jesus raising the dead, but the magnitude does not distinguish a miracle, only that it came from God. Some suggest that miracles are simply coincidences or sheer luck, but the prophet Nephi condemned those who would put down the power and miracles of God and preach up unto themselves their own wisdom and their own learning that they may get gain. Miracles are wrought by divine power by him who is mighty to save. Miracles are extensions of God's eternal plan. Miracles are a lifeline from heaven to earth. And so my listeners of the Light and the Darkness podcast, miracles are all around us every day. So I challenge you in honor of my gratitude for my healing and my gratitude for my suffering to go and find your miracles and to share them because this world could use a little more magic. This world could use a little more faith. This world could use some miracles. Thank you for listening and I'm excited to be back. I have some awesome guests coming up. We'll see you here next week. Bye. I want to give a special thanks to my son, Carter, for recording and writing our intro and outro music for this podcast. If you want to hear more of his music, you can find him on Instagram at CarterGuitar456.